This is Orson Welles on the Air, featuring the old-time radio performances of the legendary Orson Welles. Welcome back to Orson Welles on the Air. Thanks for joining me again this week. For more of the radio performances of Orson Welles, we'll hear this time from the lives of Harry Lyme continue the replay of the series we've been doing over the years. We'll hear the 50th episode out of 52 series first aired August 1951 to July of 1952. Our episode today is titled Honeymoon. This one aired July 11th, Presenting Orson Welles as The Third Man. The Lives of Harry Lyme. The fabulous stories of the immortal character, originally created in the motion picture The Third Man, with zither music by Anton Karras. This time, just for a change of pace... I've got a yarn for you about a honeymoon. That's the title I'm giving it. Honeymoon. In a minute you'll see why. It's about the strangest honeymoon that ever happened since honeymoons first began, since the first honeymooners in history left that garden back there, even before old Harry Lyon was around. Yes, this one I'm going to tell you about is certainly the strangest of all. Stick around. See if you agree. in Sicily, which is as good a place for a honeymoon as there is anywhere in the world, all sunshine, full moons, and orange blossoms. Ideal. What was I doing there? Well, I wasn't on my honeymoon. I was in Sicily on business. That's really another story, but I was there to see an old friend of mine called Plucky Mariello. Well, it doesn't matter what I was seeing Plucky about, strictly confidential business, and besides, as I say, it belongs to another story. Anyway, I was there. I was in the bar of the Diodoro, that lovely honeymooner's headquarters, but I ran into the countess. Countess of Sarikati really was a countess. A countess from Hungary. Also, at various times, from hunger. Looks, she had plenty of them and those. A very tough baby indeed, but photogenic, if you see what I mean. All technical and cast iron. Busy, too. She tried a hand at many semi-legitimate rackets, like beauty creams, costume jewelry, and marriage. And just now she seemed to be resting between jobs. That's what I thought, that I was wrong. 
Like I say, Cathy's a busy girl. Well, where's that famous moon? Don't look at me. I didn't steal it. You would if you could, Harry, if there was a price tag on mm. it. Kiss me. Okay. Another? There's a price tag on that, too. I hope it isn't too high. No, I come cheap. All I want is a little information. And then you'll kiss me again. Mm. How generous of you. Thank me later, Countess. What do you want with Mariello? Why do you care what I want with Plucky? Well, you two used to have a thing, didn't you? What are you doing now, stirring up the dead ashes of your passion? I'm here on business. But you might try stirring up a few more ashes yourself. But stir gently, Harry. Gently. Plucky Mariello. I remember when he lived in a penthouse on the top of that big apartment building in West Los Angeles. Sunken bathtubs, ceilings and hand tools, suede, carpets that came up to your knees and six bodyguards on the night shift alone. That was in the old days, of course, before Plucky came back from that disastrous little jaunt of his with Cat and discovered that Uncle Sam didn't want to let him back into the country. We'd shared the expenses on a hired car that took us back into the hills, the little town where Plucky had that villa of his and which was where he'd happened to be born and where the Italian government said he had to stay. And on the way up, Cathy told me the truth about what she was after. It's pretty good money. They pay your expenses, of course, and you get around. That's always important. Countess Cathy, the demon lady photographer. What's the paper you work for? It's not a paper. It's a magazine, a picture magazine. The picture magazine, Mm. as a matter of fact, Blink. Oh, yes, Blink. The trouble is I'm not on the staff. I'm just a freelancer. But I've sold a few photos already, and if I can get onto something really good, you know, sensational, then they'll take me on. So huh? here you are in Sicily, ready to take a lot of intimate little studies of the famous ex-gangster. What's Plucky going to say to that? What do you think? Uh, just what you do, honey. He's not going to like it one little bit. Mr. Mariello's a respectable businessman. Business. One thing he hates more than the cops, it's publicity. I'm afraid you're right, but... Maybe I can find some way of persuading you. Speaking of cops, look at that. What? Let us slow up. This is the Sicilian version of the good old-fashioned police roadblock. Thank you. Lucky stars for your American passport, Countess. I don't have one. Well, I do. That ought to be enough. Anyway, they're not looking for us. We're just innocent tourists. These babies are hunting big game. Yes, I know. You mean that bandit... Tomasino's the famous bandit, isn't he? How marvelous. Bandit is a romantic word, Signora Contessa. This Tomasino is not romantic. He's a dangerous killer. Mm, he must be. I understand that 2,000 of you men specially assigned to the job of catching him, the biggest manhunt in Italian history. Think you'll get him, officer? We know we'll get him, Signor. The only question is when. Good day, Signora Contessa. Buongiorno, Signor Conte. Uh, goodbye, officer. Thanks. Thanks. Really divine. Now, don't tell me you've got a romantic yen for a brigand. Just a yen to take his picture. Oh, Oh, what a spread that would make. A little tricky to arrange. Of course, but then everything's possible. Don't you think? The way you say it, Caddy, I'm almost convinced. She asked me if I didn't think Plucky would be helpful in putting her in touch with this Tomasino, but of course that was out of the question. Between a Sicilian bandit and an Italo-American ex-racketeer, there's a lot more distance than you might imagine. But then look at it in the light of subsequent events. The distance was shorter than even Catty guessed. Anyway, this conversation, as I said, took place in the car on the way to Plucky's. And as I also mentioned before, he wasn't home when we got there. 
The butler let us in. Uh, yeah, the chief's expecting you both, but we're harvesting grapes now. The wine pressing starts soon, and he's in the village talking business with the buyers from Palermo. Uh, he'll be back any time. Uh, harvesting and wine pressing. How rustic can you get? Yes, I remember when Plucky's connection with alcoholic profession was considerably more adventurous. Well, there's written in the sideboard, if that's what you mean. Good stuff. Plucky told me to have the two of you make yourselves at home. Well, how sweet. And who is this dear little man on the sofa? Oh, him. Buongiorno. Buongiorno, signora. Yeah, you see, he's human. He can talk. I'll tell you the truth. This character just flew in from nowhere. Oh, it's one of the farmers, I guess. Something like that. I don't know, but if you want, lady, I can toss him out with pleasure. Oh, don't, make don't dream of it. I you can leave us now. Who, me? We make our own drink. Oh, all right. This little man seems to be harmless enough. <laughs> Giuseppe Caracciolo, harmless. <laughs> well, at this point, I didn't know who he was either. Just a corny local that needed a haircut. That's what I thought. If I thought at all about it one way or another. Cathy spent a couple of winters in this part of Sicily when she was a kid. and She's a great linguist anyway, so she and this grimy character on the sofa were buzzing away like crazy. And since I didn't dig the dialect, I wasn't paying any attention. And then, very suddenly, things began to happen. Cathy and this character were chatting away, and then it seemed she got out her camera and took his picture. And that's when he drew the gat, a big nasty-looking mauser it was. Well, I never liked guns, particularly on other people, so I let him have a sharp one on the back of the noodle with the heavy end of a quart of black label. I told you he needed a haircut. That was probably what saved his life. That was quick work, hey? Yeah. What do we do now? Well, ring for that hoodlum of a butler, I should think, or call the cops. Are you crazy? I don't like the cops any more than you do, Countess, but in this particular case... Hey, what are you doing with that gun? Give it here. This camera case just... Holds it nicely. Well, what do you want with a gun, Countess? Well, what do you want with it? You've got your whiskey bottle. Which reminds me, I think I'll finish making that drink. Well, until you help me with Caracciolo. With which? Caracciolo. Ever hear of him? No, did you? He's the second in command. In command of what? The price of two million lira on his head, but we aren't greedy, are we, Harry? We're after the big game, you and I. Come on, help me. Help you do what? Hide him under the sofa, naturally. Well, anything you say, Countess, but... After a few weeks, he may become a trifle noticeable. Oh, stop talking, you chug. Okay, but then you've got to do a little explaining. So, there he goes. First, I'm, I'm going to send this camera off where it's safe. Look out. Look out for what? His foot. You can still see it sticking up. Oh, all right. Go on, push go. him further underneath. Now, where, where are you going? Just going to the car to give this camera to the driver. Yes, but what happens well, to that's me? all right. Uh, I've got another one. I always I mean about the, the car, not the camera. You aren't sending it away, are you, the oh, car? Certainly. Lucky can take us back in one of his. Well, anyway, I didn't have a chance to start getting lonely. I was still tucking my victim's foot under the sofa when... Okay, okay, let's have the truth and make it quick. Hello, Plucky, old man. What's going on here? Just making myself a drink, well, what's Plucky. what's the cops doing out there? Cops? What cops? They're all around the house. Plucky, darling, how marvelous to see you. Oh, uh, it's you, is it? Of course, I warned you I was yeah, coming. I didn't get Plucky, you Plucky, this is my friend, Colonel... Rocker. Uh... Colonel Rocker, how do you do? You're a cop, ain't you? Not exactly. Countess jumped to that conclusion when we spoke on the road. Actually, I am in the Italian army, assigned to this Tomasini business. Tomasino, that's the bandit? You mean you think he's somewhere around here? Not Tomasino himself, but his second in command, Caraccio. Caraccio? Huh? A very dangerous man. He has been reported in the neighborhood. Well, the neighborhood? That ain't my house. That's oh, not right. it, Plucky. Uh, just because I'm Plucky, now, Mary. Hold on, old man. You must be sensitive. Nobody's accusing you. Of... Oh, shut uh, up. Colonel Rocker. Yes, 
Contessa. You told me before I might presume. Oh, yes, Contessa, a pleasure. I will be charmed to drive you back to the coast in my own car. Oh, but first, of course, you want to see how your men are coming with their search. To be sure, Contessa. I will go and check with them now. Cops, cops. After all the trouble I got no building up my good name. Lucky. Yeah. You know why I came here, don't you? Well, how could I? You haven't told me yet. I'm a photographer now, Plucky. I work for Blink. Blink, the picture magazine? Yes, and I want to take a whole series of views. No pictures. No publicity. Uh, oh, shut up. Just leave me alone. Pictures is for actors and presidents. I want to be unanimous. Oh, but this would be so interesting, Plucky. You know, ex-gangster at home with his books and dogs. Uh, hey, you know what? That groaning's coming out from under this here sofa. I'm a ventriloquist, Bucky, didn't you know? Come on, grab one of his legs, Harry. I'll okay. take the other. Uh, there we are. There we are. Now, who's he? Perhaps I'd better do some explaining. I'll say. You see, he came here asking for your help, Bucky. Uh, another touch, huh? No, he thinks with your connections you can fix it so a friend of his can get out of the country. That don't sound legitimate to me, and if it ain't legitimate, I... Give me your drink, Harry. Who's his friend? Well, don't tell us, Candy. Let us guess. His friend is none other than the bandit Tomasino, right? Tomasino, now get him out of my house quick. I don't want no bandits here. I'm I've already told you you aren't the man to smuggle Tomasino out of Sicily. No, I'm taking care of that. You? Certainly, darling. I am Harry. And all Plucky has to do is let me take those pictures. You heard me, Candy. No pictures. But Plucky, darling, I've already taken one. When? When did you take any pictures? None of you, darling. I've got Archelor. Now, hold on, Caddy. It's like being photographed either, darling. But I made a nice shot of him just the same. Here in this room. The room will show up very nicely in an enlargement. And that way, Colonel Rocker can see just where this bandit has been visiting. Oh, a frame of... Where's that camera? Halfway back to the coast, darling, in a fast car. But I've got another camera. Picture of my drawing room with a hot bandit sitting on my sofa. That's right, darling. Yeah. But nobody need ever see Ah, the old sick down. Really, darling? Such language. Hey, put down that camera. Start right in here. Now, just a minute. The library. Then the rose garden. All right, now, darling. Give us a nice big smile. So that's how Plucky Mariello happened to pose for all those pictures you may have seen in Blink. That's also how the notorious Sicilian bandit Tomasino fell into the hands of the Countess Catty. As you're going to see, it was easily the strangest honeymoon in history. Orson Welles returns in just a moment as the third man.
sisterly was made for honeymoons. There was a young couple in the hotel, Jim and Jean, their names were American. Nice kids, the classic honeymoon duet. I think they're the ones that gave Catty her ideas. Now comes the really big job. We're pulling it off tonight. Now, the first thing to do... Now, wait a minute. Not so fast, Countess. What's the job? And anyway, where do you get this stuff about we? Well, there's $20,000 waiting for us in Tangier if we succeed. Twenty thousand. I'll go back to my first question. What's the job? The money's all arranged for. They gave me the code, and I sent the wire to the Tangier Bank well, I'd still myself. like to know what we have to do for it. Don't be so tiresome, darling. For $20,000, you'd do anything. True, true. Go on. I'm going to be the bride. We leave... The what? The bride... Well, that's what I thought you said. And who, who's the lucky groom? Is that what I have to do for my money, marry you? Nobody's getting married. We're just going to make it look that way. After all, what's less suspicious than a couple of honeymoons? Well, that all depends on what we're suspected of doing. Oh, you're not supposed to be part of the honeymoon? No, darling. You go along in the train as a sort of uh, lookout. Your real job is after the trip's over. Oh. And also tonight. You're the one who must drive up and get him in the hills. Drive up and get him in I'll the hills? I'll give you the password and they'll be waiting for you. Drive him. up and get who? Oh, don't be so stupid, darling. Who do you think? Tomasino, of course. Tomasino, you're kidding. I couldn't be more serious, Harry. You realize that 2,000 soldiers and carabinieri combing the country for him? There's a price on his head, dead or alive. 20,000 in gold is the price for him alive, Harry. The best I could get. <laughs> Honeymoon special. It leaves Tarmina at eight. The next stop is Messina an hour or so later. They make quite a couple of countess and the bandits. She'd dress very carefully for the part, and if you didn't look too closely, they were quite convincing. An idea at that. Nobody expects a hot bandit to go away on a honeymoon. That cat is a sharp customer, I knew that, but now I was beginning to give her credit for being even smarter than I thought when suddenly, down the corner, there came somebody who wasn't going to do that 20,000 any good at all. Colonel Rocker in the flesh. He nodded and went right on past their compartment without so much as glancing at them. The next thing I knew, he was at the far end of the car talking with some characters who looked like cops to me. Not a very pleasant situation. I went back into the compartment and sat down opposite the bride and groom. They didn't say anything. He couldn't, of course. Tomasino only spoke some dim Sicilian dialect and... She was cuddling up to him in a way that made my flesh creep. I felt kind of silly sitting there facing that honeymoon couple. Definitely the third man. Don't look so worried, Harry. You're almost as bad as the blushing groom. I told you, Kathy. I'm, oh, I'm sure I saw Roker oh, get on the please. train. What of it? What of it? Those cops have orders to shoot on sight and shoot to kill. Your friend here isn't armed, is he? Of course not, darling. I made that a condition of the deal. But you know, I'm disappointed in you. I wouldn't have thought you'd be scared of a little gunfire, Harry. Or is it the 20,000 you're worrying about? Maybe. Ah, good evening, Colonel. I looked up. There he was in the doorway of the compartment. Colonel Rocker. He wasn't holding a gun, just a cigarette. And he was smiling. Good evening, Contessa. Perhaps it would be better if we spoke in English. So your friend there won't follow what we are saying. May I sit down? Certainly, Colonel. I won't introduce you. You know Harry already. Yeah. And for my young husband. The important point is that your uh, husband doesn't know me. Even his lieutenant, whom I won't name, and who you tell me was hidden in that villa yesterday, 
was unconscious while I was there. So I think we can be fairly sure that Sicily's most desperate Batman hasn't the remotest idea that he's sitting opposite his deadliest enemy. Interesting situation, Countess, as I think you will be the first to agree. I'm never exactly at my ease with a cop, even when he's in plain clothes and carries an army rank, and the situation, as Rocca put it, was interesting in the extreme. This gentleman in front of me has a long history of violence. He would not think twice of murdering us all as we sit here. Yes, I think he would try it even with his bare hands if he knew exactly what we have in store for him. And exactly what do we have in store for him, Colonel? Don't mention my name. Oh, Remember, he knows that. He's been in the papers. There were those men of my command who were captured and tortured. They must have told him about me before they died. Now then, there is just three minutes left before we got into Messina. Let us be sure we are clear on our plans. Hey, excuse me, what plans? But surely the Countess has explained everything to you by now. No, I haven't, Colonel. You see, there hasn't really been time. Well, no. there is no time now. Mr. Lyman just better keep out of the way. No. That is as near the train proper as possible. That won't be difficult since the south end of the platform will be kept clear of passengers. Most of my men will be in hiding at first, but about 30 or so will be disguised as porters with their machine guns behind pieces of luggage. Machine gun? The first thing to be sure about is that all passengers are well out of the line of fire. Line of fire? But he's armed. I'm beginning to gather that you're planning to arrest this man in the station, but why... Mr. Lyme, Sicily is a strange country. This man is hated by everyone. The people pray for his death. But there are very few men who would deliberately connive with the police for his arrest. You see, the police are regarded here as enemies. I can sympathize with that. We're coming into the station. I must go now, Congress. Remember the plan. And the signal, after you have led him out of the south end of the platform, you leave it. Do not come closer than 20 feet. That is enough for your pictures. And otherwise, I cannot be responsible for your life. So now I had the whole thing straight at last. That was the deal. Caddy was turning him in, but on her own terms. Setting it up so she could get her pictures while it happened. Uh, Senti. No, he come down here, Senti. Congratulations, Caddy. Thank you, darling. So now you're going to be a famous photographer, and the groom here, I suppose, is going to be a famous corpse. The passengers were being herded to the other end of the station as she led him down out of the train. He was suspicious, I could see that, but not of her. He trusted her. It was something to see. Tomasino, the famous bandit, clinging to her like a little boy. All right, good place run. Tomasino, stay in arresto. Marinato. But we'd all forgotten that gun, Caracciolo's gun that Cat had put in her camera case. But Tomasino had seen it and somehow he'd managed to sneak it away. Don't count the stuck. No! When he gets clear of that luggage or I'll miss him. She meant she'd miss him with her camera. Harry, where are you, Harry? What's wrong? Did they get you? No, no, my other camera. Where is it? He's dying. Look, he's dying and I'm out of film. Here's the other camera. Good. I don't have time to reload. You hold this one and be careful of it. That's okay. the one I use for everything up to now. Oh, no, no. No, what? And two ladies died on me. Wait. Wait, before they take him away, I'll get a shot of the call. Give me the other camera. Quick! 
Give you what? The oh, camera I gave you to hold. I didn't have time to reload, so I just switched cameras. Yes, I know. But it was all over by the time I started in with the second one, so it doesn't really matter. I've got the whole thing in the first one, but where is it? Oh, uh, the, that was a camera. Stop I didn't... trying to be funny. Of course it was a camera. All right. All right, I was stupid. I let you hold it. I wasn't thinking. Now, what's your price? Price for what, Countess? The camera, you dirty... Language. Language, Countess, language. It can't be far from here. Where could you hide it? There was an awful lot of noise and confusion here in the station just now, so maybe you didn't notice it, but the what? train went by on the other track. A oh, train. I see you threw it into the other train. Well, that means we can get it back. You can't do it any easier than I can. Now, maybe you had something rigged. All right. You've got to have a price. You of all people. Me of all people, sure. I sell everything. Contraband, fake passports, stolen cars. Well, what you told me the other night, Caddy, you said I'd never done a decent thing in my life. It's true. I took it as a compliment, but now I'm afraid I've spoiled my record. Nobody's selling those pictures, Caddy. There's nothing to sell. You see, I threw your camera under that train. Don't look like that, Caddy. It isn't becoming. Remember, there are other cameras in the world. Somebody might come along and take your picture. returns in just a moment. anybody, even Cat, had ever seen. And who do you think sailed away with him when he left? Not Plucky Mariello, to be sure. He's a businessman now, of course, and he said he just couldn't get away from his desk. Well, no, the Maharaja's new passenger, of course, was little Catty. The last I heard, they were on their way around the world. I wonder now exactly how far she'll get. <laughs>
show for this time, but I'll be back soon with more Orson Welles. You can find past episodes of this show and more old-time radio at relicradio.com. We'll also find links there to our forum, Facebook page, Shoutcast stream with even more old-time radio, and everything else Relic Radio. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another episode of Orson Welles on the air. <laughs>